0: Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. All
1: right, my name is Nicole Mann. I'm a firefighter. Um, I got into firefighting, kind of, it's not really interesting, but it's kind of funny. Um, I got out of the Marine Corps and I was a personal trainer for a couple of years, and I uh, really missed service. Uh, you know, I really missed a feeling of purpose. Um, and uh, so I was like, you know what? A firefighter would be a great uh, way to combine my fitness, my activity, and, and service because I knew I couldn't sit behind a desk anymore. But I also thought about becoming a physical therapist. Um, because I've, i worked a lot with, uh, rehab clients, uh, senior c- citizens, that sort of thing. So I was like, you know what, I'll apply to both and whoever calls me back first, that's, that's where I'm going. All right. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, I, I applied to both and, um, I hadn't heard back from either. And I was like, well, shoot, you know, I guess nobody, nobody really wants me. And, uh, then I got an email, uh, um, from the coordinator of the fire Academy saying that I was due to show up in five days with all my stuff for the Academy. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I did that and uh, haven't looked back. Love it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now you said that uh, you were in the Marine Corps for how long did you serve? Four years. Four years. Okay. Well, number one, thank you for your service on that.
1: Oh, I loved it. Had a good time.
0: All right. So, um, when you got when you started the fire service, was it like what did you expect? Was it anything you expected, or was it like totally different?
1: Um, yes and no. Uh, you know, I kind of expected the paramilitary style of function, um, but I didn't expect to have so much fun on the job, okay? You know, um, I and yeah, you know, we all make those calls that are bad calls, you know, but for the most part. I have had an absolute blast. Um, I also didn't expect not, I didn't expect the number of fires I would make to be less than, than they are, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because we, we know the way things are going, which is great. You know, we don't want anybody's house to burn down ever, but at the same time you get into the fire service and you think it's going to be kind of like the movies and you're going to be going to all these fires and all this stuff and, (laughs) like nope med call med call yep. med call <laughs>
0: absolutely yes
1: but uh but i will say the one thing i do like about my departments is because we are very rural and we cover both quite a bit of territory mm-hmm. uh, with one station we burn a lot we burn a lot more than average
0: okay okay uh what's your what's the exact square or well, approximate square footage that you you cover
1: uh and my full-time job were 140 square miles.
0: And that's one station? Yeah, that's one station.
1: Technically, um, we have two. Okay. But station number two is unmanned. Okay. So, um, so yeah. And we ride a duty crew of two. Okay. And two part-timers.
0: Gotcha. So, um, usually on most days, you have about four?
1: Uh, four, yeah. Four. On, on a good day, we have four.
0: Okay. So. And then some days, you have three.
1: And some days, we have three. Some days, we have two. And for a couple of hours, one day, there was me. <laughs>
0: And how long um, are you mutual aid companies?
1: Um, well, they're all about 20 minutes away.
0: Wow. So if you pull up yeah. to something, you're pretty much, it's yours for, for a while.
1: Absolutely. And uh, the majority of our mutual aid uh, companies are volunteer.
0: Gotcha. So,
1: at, at my full-time job. So yeah, okay. it's... Uh, So it's a lot of John Wayne out there.
0: I was going to say it's John (laughs) Wayne time for sure. You're pulling up. Okay. Okay. Um, So uh, with that being said, how you'd be by yourself for a while. um, How do you feel about like, I see through your videos that physical fitness is important to you. So would you say that that's kind of one of the main components that other firefighters should take note of like, Hey, I need to be, in shape, even if you live in a city where the next truck's like two minutes out, but physical fitness does play a factor.
1: Absolutely. Um, if you want longevity in this career at all, you have to be fit. Um, and it's not just going in lifting weight and running. Um, I'm a fervent believer. You need to be stretching. You need to work on flexibility, mobility, you know, um, how many times after, you know, you've made a fire and you've been low because, you know, smoke's been banking down. The next day you can barely move because your knees are so sore, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely work on flexibility and mobility as well.
0: OK. OK. Um, so how would you say the culture is like with within your two departments regarding like pride, training, uh, cause and camaraderie?
1: Um, I think it's really good. think uh, so at my full-time department, um, our chief will send us to pretty much any training we want to go to. Awesome. Um, in fact, I'm scheduled for my hazmat class next month. So that'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and as far as camaraderie, I work with some of the best firefighters I've ever had the privilege of meeting at my full-time job.
0: Okay.
1: Um, they have to be we have so little resources Mm -hmm. that if you can't do everything that the job entails, you can't be there. Right. You know, you, you can't work there. Um, and we could be, we could be doing everything from engine company to roof ops, you know, because we're all we've got. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. I think training, um, we train on every shift, Uh, and it's not always necessarily going out and hard charging for three, four hours a day. Um, the other night we, uh, we didn't get to training till pretty late. Uh, you, you know how call volumes go. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we just sat there and we, we did forcible entry. We did, we forced our door prop. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, and one day we did a smoke reading class where okay. we would go through different videos and analyze, you know, the smoke coming out. So we, we do everything and I love it. I think, um, I think it's fantastic. Both my departments, I'm very lucky.
0: Okay. Uh, when that was in, so with your full-time job, what's the schedule? What schedule do First, you guys work?
1: Forty eight
0: ninety sixes. is. Wow. So okay. So you do four. That's kind of a, Store topic in my neck of the woods. uh Regarding that, we have some guys that kind of maybe want to go to that, but a majority of the departments like I don't know. But it's funny because I talked to people that that used to work the twenty four forty eight, which is what we currently work, and they went right. to the forty eight ninety six, and they're like, "Dude, like we wouldn't go back." But it's just that initial, you know, fireman. They don't like change. Oh but yeah. It's just like so. How 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 does that work? With you, like, how do you feel about it? Because you just, um, you pretty much probably came from really not knowing anything to work in the, the 48 and right. 86.
1: Um, and honestly, it's all I've ever known. Um, You know, when we, when my part-time department was strictly part-time, uh, they were 24s. Um, okay. And there, there's there's good things to be said for both schedules and there's downsides to both schedules. Um, I think that... Well, for me personally, the 4896 works great because I drive five hours to get to my full time department.
0: Wow. Okay. Um,
1: so, uh, you know, that's, that's great for me. because so I make that drive the night before, uh, I sleep that night, show up the next morning at station. I work two days or, and then I go to my part-time job. So I work that next 24 and then I'm off for three days, get that three days to recoup. Um, the downside to them is again for smaller departments we're pushed pretty hard some tours Mm -hmm. you know some are fine you know some days you may not even turn a wheel right but then there are going to be those shifts where you make 30 calls in 48 hours and they're all major calls um so that's kind of where the the 24 hours would come in handy because you're like, Oh, I only have to do this for a day. day. And then I get to go home. Right. Um, But like I said, there's pluses and minuses and the 4896s are really all I've ever known. Um, So I guess Uh, it's just what you're used to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all different kinds of schedules out there and they all have their (laughs) pros and cons. So, but it's just, that's just interesting because I can say you're the first to say, Oh my, my commute. Yeah. It's five hours. Like, what, so what, what time does shift start?
1: Uh, shift starts at 7, 07.
0: So what time do you normally leave?
1: Well, um, so I leave the day before. Okay. Um, because I don't want to be leaving my house at like 1.30 in the morning. I That's, was going to say, I was like, yeah.
0: wow, do you get up at like 1, you know, every morning no. to just go? Okay, okay.
1: No, not not going to do that. But, um the air, the place I work is actually close to my hometown, so I get to see my parents. I stop in at their house and spend the night. Okay, and then I go and um and work, you okay. know. So, and yeah. their house is only about an hour from the station, so that's not too bad.
0: Okay, um, so with your par- with your parents being in you, in I guess you could say in your in your first due, so they're skin in the game for you, like you know well, you have
1: they're they're not in my first due, um, but they're close uh-huh. uh they're like they're about an hour away, but um that whole area well you know the fire service, it's a very small world, right you know? and that whole area, you know if you know one person, you know mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. um, so yeah that that part of Southeast Texas, it's very small um and I don't so initially, what had happened was. What happened was um, we had moved up to the Dallas area um, for my husband's job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've been living up here about three years. And I, I keep saying, you know, hey, I want to go home. I want to go home. You know, my parents are down there. Everybody's down there. Um, so he, he had found a job and we were going to move back, which is why I went ahead and signed on with um, Orange County. Okay. I was like, okay, this would be great, you know? Well, the day I signed my papers, I signed my papers at uh, 1100. And that night, about uh, 2000, my husband's job called and rescinded the job offer. Okay. So we ended up not moving. But I was like, you know what? I already told this department that I was going to be here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I gave my word I'd be here. I know they've had a hard time filling the spot. So I went ahead and, and stuck with it.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, the, uh, I'm assuming your husband got a job somewhere, like doing something he he, he, else. Okay.
1: He, he went back, yeah, he went back to his, his old job. Okay. So he liked it anyway. So.
0: Okay. Uh, So regarding your departments, are you guys ALS or BLS?
1: My part-time, we're ALS. We ride ALS pumpers. Um, Gotcha. Both of my departments, we have um, we run under, we run ambulance out of, but they're an ambulance service. We don't ride the ambulance. Okay. Um, And my full time were BLS.
0: Okay. Okay, that's cool. And um, I'm assuming with both departments being rural type departments, you got to be a jack of all trades. Like if you ride an engine, uh, you you might have to do search functions and vice versa.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, you train for just about everything. But when you're rolling up, you know, that's going to determine what comes first. Are you are you worried about searching? or Are you worried about getting to the seat of the fire? You know, how many um, how many people do you have riding the truck? Is there somebody who's coming into the station who's going to be bringing something else? Um, You know, and when we and what's really interesting about my full-time department is the officer is actually the driver. Um, oh, right. It, I I hadn't heard of that either. Um, okay. But for our department, it makes sense uh, because he's eyes outside. He's 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 pumping. He's keeping an eye on everything until somebody comes in that he can handle. That he can hand over IC to. You know, okay. he assumes that IC. Um, and then when somebody comes in, like, uh, maybe chief or one of the volunteers or one of the part-timers who happens to be in the area, um, he can hand over IC to that and come interior with us. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely different, but I mean, there's departments out there that they have to do what they have to do in order to get the job done.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, normally what we'll do is we'll ride, if we have four people on shift, we'll ride three in the engine and then somebody will take a tanker. Um, gotcha. we don't have a lot of hydrants in right. my first two. So, um, we have a 3000 gallon tanker that we okay. bring with
0: us. Definitely can do some work.
1: Oh yeah. We, we can put a good stop on it for sure.
0: Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, and what is the weather like? in texas most times
1: um it depends on what part of the 24 hours you're talking about (laughs) um right now down in southeast texas we're um i want to say we're kind of in the rainy season but it's always the rainy season down there Mm -hmm. so it's either going to be super parched or it's going to be rainy okay and it's incredibly humid and it's getting pretty warm. I think we're in the the 70s to 80s right now down down where my first two is. Okay. So, we're pretty uh, close to uh, we're pretty close to Louisiana too, so a oh, southern so like
0: that's a humid humid It's humid.
1: Weather. Yeah, it's humid. It's muggy. It's it's pretty gross sometimes.
0: Okay. All right. Um so, what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving the job?
1: The people I work for, the people who who depend on me to be there, um, you know, we owe the people who put their trust in us to be the best that we can be. Absolutely. And we owe them coming to work with a positive attitude and coming to work, wanting to be there. If you hate running med calls, but you know it's part of your job, why are you even there?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not like it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. We're not fire only. Right. You know, we are dual purpose and we're dual purpose for a reason. And whether or not you agree with that, you knew that was the job when you signed up for it.
0: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, you know. I mean, nowadays it's, it is what it is. Fire, I mean, we have, there's some some departments in certain parts of the country that like I've seen advertised, you know, apply here and no EMS calls. And it's like, wow, that's, that's interesting. But the majority of the fire service runs EMS calls.
1: Exactly. And, you know, especially when you're out like we are. Um, so we run two ambulances out of my department. And if they're both out on calls or they're sitting on a wall somewhere, you know, we're the ones that they're going to be, that are going to be going to that call when grandma falls down and breaks her hip or Mm -hmm. a little seizure or something, you know, Right. we tell these people that, Hey, sorry, our ambulances are out. We, we can't help you. You know, we, we just fire and we just want wrecks.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so what are your ultimate goals?
1: Well, you know, I'm kind of getting on up there in years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, I want to be able to stay on the engine and stay working for at least the next 10 years, um, you know, um, and that'll put me being about 55. Mm -hmm. Uh, and after that, You know, I think I really want to retire and teach at an academy okay, and bring up the next bunch of, of firefighters, you know, instill, instill that those values that I have, um, instill those in them, you know, and instill that work ethic and, you know, be able to say that, Hey, the job's not easy. You're going to be tired. You're going to be hurt. Yeah, you're, you know, and there are going to be days where you're just like, man, I am exhausted,
2: Mm -hmm. but you
1: still owe those people your absolute best on that next call that comes in.
0: Right, right. Uh, So I have a question Uh, when you work your 48 um, Mm -hmm. and I hear this a lot with certain people, they'll be like, hey, you know, when I work out, I'm going to go kind of light just in case we get a call. So how are your workouts when you when you're on duty?
1: Um. So my my thought process on that is about seventy percent. So I'll go about seventy percent of my normal workout when I'm off duty. Okay. Uh, so I'm not light, you know. I'm still still doing things that challenge me. I'm still doing imams. I'm still doing all those things I should be doing, but I'm doing it in such a way that I'm not so fatigued that and I'm not so sore that if we catch that structure fire, if we catch that extrication, whatever, that I can't.
0: During the interview, the connection between Nicole and I froze and she cut out. After a few minutes, we were able to regain connection and continue the interview.
1: Okay, okay. I can hear you now. All
0: right, cool. I'm not sure what happened. Technology, who knows? Right. Uh, so where we left off is we were talking about um, the, your workouts in hot weather.
1: Right. Um, okay. So as, as you probably know from my, my Instagram page, I'm a NASM certified personal trainer and I'm an ISSA elite trainer. Um, so, uh, I take working out really seriously. Um, so for hot weather training, it is super important that you get acclimatized. And I know we throw that word around a lot in the fire service, um, okay. you know, um, and it's, it's incredibly important um, as you're going into spring and summer that you start moving your workouts outdoors, especially mm-hmm. now while the temperatures are fairly moderate Okay. Um, and continue to do them through summer outdoors. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, you know, heat stroke, blah, blah, blah. Have you been in a structure fire? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So, now I'm not saying you need full turnout gear and everything at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of August, but you definitely need to be outside. You need to be somewhere where you're getting that heat, where you're getting your body, your core body temperature up and bringing it back down. Um, okay. you know, heat stroke, uh, heat illness, um, heat injury. Th- those are all things that we see happen, um, during the summer with firefighters. Mm-hmm. And I think and granted it's just my personal opinion but um the more you can prepare for that the better you are and the more right. acclimatized your body is to working in the heat the better you are um so that that's my thought on that
0: okay uh do you uh every once in a while do you uh have you ever worked out in turnout gear just you know bunker pants and coat
1: yes um and i i do that occasionally um uh-huh. so the only issue that I have with that for my departments is I only have one set of gear.
0: Gotcha. So you definitely don't want to so, get ruined with sweat and everything I, else.
1: Yeah, gross and sweaty and all that yeah. before yeah. before something happens. So, um, but yeah, towards the end of my tour, you know, I'll go ahead and do it like the next that day. Um, so my second day, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, at my full time, we have a ton of equipment. Um, and we have, we actually have a gym in the station, which is great. Right. Um, but obviously we're not allowed to wear turnouts, you know, in the gym, but I'll put them on and we'll go out and we'll drag dummies. We'll hit the Kaiser sled. We'll flip tires. We'll do hose. We'll do all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I love it.
0: Gotcha. No. Awesome. Awesome. I definitely understand your sentiments though on the one gear. I mean, not, not, and that's the thing, like. A lot of people take for granted what their department has for them because not all departments have two sets of gear for their members or gear yep. washers and dryers for that point. So, yep, totally get. And,
1: it. Yeah, and uh, oh, one thing I I will say. Um, so what's what's equally important for me is not just the turnout clothes, but getting that SCBA on and working with that weight on your back. Mm-hmm. Right now we're at 45 minute bottles, which, you know, they're pretty standard and pretty heavy. Right. Um, So getting used to working with that on your back and doing all that, uh, I think that's vitally important. Right. Uh, Working on air if you can, you
2: Mm -hmm. know, make
1: sure, especially if you haven't hit a fire in a while, Mm -hmm. you know, go ahead, clip in, go through a little pat test or something just to get the feeling back and work on that breath control.
0: Right, right. I absolutely agree. I know uh, with myself, every once in a while, I'll do a workout in turnout gear. And it's crazy how your mobility is decreased. Uh, You when you built up all the heat, you just kind of want to take it off. But you want to keep that heat trap in there because that's just the way your body gets acclimated. So uh, I did take a page from a friend of mine. When I work out, I put a sweater on and I don't take it off. That way I keep the heat in. And I just get acclimated with it to just pretty much if you don't get used to it, you're going to be uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, you're going to want to give up. So
1: exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, too, the hotter they get, the higher their heart rate starts going. And that can lead to a lot of panic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that that fast breath. So being able to do that in a non-stressful environment where you're in control of everything. um, Yeah, I think it's great. You know, practice like we play, right?
0: Right, right. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But of course, when like for North Carolina, we're getting ready to hit the summer months. Like, you got to do it. We're and you know, I don't want people to get this or take this the wrong way. Like, we're not saying when it's ninety degrees, go out in the middle of the day. Right, exactly. Like, you got to use yeah. common sense on it.
1: Thank you. Well. Yeah, it, but you know you have to say that because common sense is sadly lacking.
0: Yes, absolutely for sure. Boy, I, sure. I
1: miss North Carolina. I was stationed there. I loved it. It's really? such a beautiful state. Uh huh. Where yeah, at? Oh, was was right it right Fort Bragg? No, God no. Um, I was right there at a uh, MCAS New River, and my husband was on Lejeune,
0: so okay. down in
1: Jacksonville area.
0: Okay. Okay. How long yeah. were you? How long were you in North Carolina for?
1: Uh, two years, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It was a beautiful state.
0: Yeah. No, no, North North Carolina's nice. I'm a New York native originally and then I moved <laughs> down here like 18 years ago, but when it is hot and humid, like it's. Oh yeah. It,
1: yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. It, and you know, that, that weather, that coastal weather up there is kind of the same thing we have down here. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it translates real well. Um, to the, just the humidity and the, the soul-suckingness that a humid day has, right?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, definitely, just to echo what you said, yeah, don't be getting out in your turnout gear when it's 105 degrees and, you know, humidity's at 85%, you know. Wow. Um, be smart about it. If you're going to work out in your turnout gear in the summer, do it early in the morning, do it later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still keep getting it in. You know, right,
0: right. No, right, great. Um great, although
1: I, I have read um that now working in turnout gear is kind of controversial as well due yeah, to the Carcinogens, the, carcinogens
0: and stuff. The, the the I think they're calling it yeah. the PFAS, the PFAS in yes. the gear. That is a yeah. big topic. Uh yeah. th- try to you know, the suggestion is to limit your your, your se- you limit the time that you're in your gear for your pores, but I mean at least for me, at the end of the day, we've been doing it. Exactly. So it's like, you just, I don't know. I mean, until, yeah.
1: until you can come up with something better. Exactly. You know, it's what we got, exactly. You know? It's
0: what we got. It's all we have. And we can't tell the citizens, hey, I'm sorry, your house is burning. We technically can't wear this stuff anymore. because yeah, the... We can't
1: sweat in it. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. just, yeah. they're going to look at you like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, exactly. Uh, and, you know, like and we actually had this conversation the other day. Our job is inherently dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's why we train, right? We try to take as many of the dangerous facts out of it as we can. Right. The better prepared you are for your job, one, the more fun it is. And two, the, the more you're going to be able to control things, even in an uncontrollable environment. Um. So, yeah, I mean, definitely get out there, get your gear on where, especially if it's been a hot minute since you've made a structure fire or you've made a wreck where you, you put on full turnout, mm-hmm. get it on. Cause like you said, man, and for me personally, where I noticed the mobility hindrance is in my shoulders.
2: Okay. Get my yes. hands up yep. Overhead. Yep. yep.
1: Doing that. So definitely, you know, get in there, work with that, do some thrusts, you know, get, mm-hmm. get your New York hookout. You know, try to pull, pretend like you're pulling ceiling, that whole thing. Right. Um, Get used to that limited, limited mobility.
0: Right. No, perfect. Perfect. I'm glad that you said that. Um, In your opinion, what are some key elements or factors needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank?
1: You have to have a willingness to do the job. Attention to detail. You know, um, if you're washing the truck, do it to the best of your ability. Don't leave it dirty. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Don't leave. Don't leave spots. Don't not hit the tires. Don't not hit the rims. Um, do your job thoroughly. Don't pencil whip your check in the morning because you're hungry and want to get to breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, be teachable. Everybody at any rank. Can learn something new.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and, and my personal goal every time I go to work it is to walk away with new knowledge. Um, and that can be general fire knowledge, that can mm-hmm. be EMS knowledge, that can be about my territory. I just want to learn something new. That I didn't know to put it in my my pocket for later, you know.
0: Right, right. No, I thoroughly agree. I know when I'm on shift, I kind of go, and I've heard this. I don't know where I, where I heard it, but I like I like the the sentiment of it. So when I go to work, I try to work out for at least one hour, read a book, or listen to a, some sort of fire podcast for an hour, and do one hour of some sort of training. Doesn't have to be strenuous. What? It could be, like you said, learning your district. Uh, doing a, a building survey walkthrough uh pulling uh, some hose and it doesn't have to be in gear but you got to do something
1: absolutely you know and and I wish I wish I could put that on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt or something you got to do something because you know it's so easy. Because you're tired, you know, yeah. we, we all know it. You're tired. Right. Um, you got stuff going on at home. You got stuff going on at work. Maybe the people you're around, maybe your culture in your department isn't gung ho, you know. Maybe they're all salty and don't want to train because they've been doing it for 40 years and, right. you know, whatever. Right. You can still go out and do it. I can't tell you the number of times I've been out in my bay by myself, by yourself. Hose, up our hose bed prop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah um and and to and if you get in this job and it's just a paycheck that's fine you know absolutely everybody as long as you're good at it your motivation doesn't matter
2: mm-hmm. but
1: for those of you that really love the job and I, I i say this all the time i love my job i love everything about the fire service um you're going to want to go out and put that time in. You're going to want to do that training, even when you're tired, even when you're sore, even when you're stressed, you know?
0: No, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And I'm not sure what's going on in Texas, but a lot of good things are coming out of Texas. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I had my last guest uh, or two guests ago. uh, He was from San Antonio. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, I'm sure, you. I don't know if you heard the name, but you have Kyle Romagus out there.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Um, the War
0: S- Cartel, um, the colonies. <laughs> in,
1: in fact, I was going to rock their T-shirt today, but I was like, "Yeah, maybe I better not." But no, yeah, no, you're fine. You I could. I actually, actually East, yeah. East East County is uh my mutual aid for my part-time department.
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: yeah. So yeah, all all about yeah. Texas is uh Texas is really leading the charge in a lot of good stuff.
0: Absolutely, I think they have uh the, I think it's out of Texas. They call it the 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 Dagum Conference. I think that's oh out yeah, of
1: Texas. I just saw that. I just yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. No, that's cool. Um, East County. I, from definitely listening to Kyle and his other podcast. They definitely sound seem like they got it going on down there. I love. They got I think two new trucks and the mud flaps are like when seconds count, we count seconds or something, something of that nature. But that's, that's awesome that you guys run mutual aid with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, they're a, they are a bunch of jam up firemen from the word go. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, and. (laughs) For the last question, in your opinion, what do you think the American fire service can improve
1: on? That's a really good question. Um, and I can only go from my experience, really, and the things right. I've read and, and listened to in other podcasts. But um, communication and transparency, especially at those upper ranks, mm-hmm. Man, you know, you have a bunch of chiefs and a bunch of um, board members, city council members, whatever, making all these decisions. And, you know, it may be 20 years since the chief has been I- inside a fire truck, you know. And it and those board members, those council members, they may never have been in a fire truck and they right. may never been on an ambulance. And here they are trying to set these policies mm-hmm. and they just come down with no rhyme or reason or and they're not listening to the boots on the ground. Right. You know, um, so I, I think transparency and communication, um, especially from those upper levels, um, definitely. More and I and I understand you know it's a balancing act, you have to balance your budgetary constraints with mm-hmm. what your guys want and mm-hmm. what your guys need. I get that, but you really need to listen to what's actually going on in the department. You know, what are your guys telling you they need? What right. are your guys telling you they want? What are your guys saying, hey, if you would just do this, morale would totally increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, I've noticed. And typically when it's a morale issue, it's not really in the department. It it may be, but from my experience, it's never from the department. It's always coming from somewhere up top. Right. You
0: right. know? Yeah. No, so, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I, th- I think it's a double edged sword. I think both parties need to need to be somewhat on the same page. Like if, if you have a chief that's giving you what you need and he's getting you this stuff. Then in return, he wants to see like the guys training, getting better. Yes. And yeah. so, you you know, we have in firemen are firemen, but you have firemen out there, you could give them everything in the world that they've asked for, but they're still going to find something to complain about. And it's oh, like, absolutely. what else do you need?
1: Absolutely. You know, and I, I definitely think that's, you know, human nature. You're going to have those, those guys that are the half full and then you're going to have those guys that are the half empty, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, think that, and, um, I think in my experience, we're doing a really good job of being more inclusive. Um, you know, I, I've never had an issue with anybody saying anything about me being a woman fighting fire, you know, and I know some women have, but I'm just uh-huh. saying in my experience, right, I've never had that, you know, my right. department, we, um, you know, it's, it's, everybody's welcome. As long as you can do the job, it doesn't matter. You know, you're welcome and we want you
2: mm-hmm. You know,
1: and we're happy to know you and come on board and have a cup of coffee and, you know, um. Yeah, I, I think that those are the things that, that we can improve on. Um, maybe making physical fitness isn't the end all be all. You know, uh, my old chief from my academy used to say we need strong backs and strong minds. Right. So I think that, yes, we're a blue collar profession. We're proudly blue collar. Mm-hmm. But we can still be intelligent, too. Right. That, that's not it's not an either or you can be both. Mm hmm. And I, I love seeing this new push for more studying, more reading, more more learning from outside of our narrow experience. Because how we we fight fire in, you know, little bitty podunk Southeast Texas is totally different from how guys up in New York and right. um, all these other places fight. And we can all learn from each other. Right. Yes.
0: Know. Yeah. No department's better than the other. And, you know, because... Yeah. yeah. You know, when you have guys that try to compare Apple, and that's the big thing, especially nowadays with all these conferences that you can go to, you go to a conference, you come back and be like, Hey, this is what I learned. You have some of the guys who'll be like, well, where'd you go? Well, we don't do it like that. And it's like, that's not the point. It's just another tool in the toolbox to teach you a different way that you might not have thought about.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, as well as I do, and every other fireman listening that no two fires you go to are going to be the same right and it never hurts to have that extra little knowledge to pull from when stuff's going sideways
2: Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah no i agree 100 um and of course you know you're going to learn stuff that's not going to be applicable for your department
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know it's things are completely different when you've got you know a whole box coming Versus when it's just you, <laughs> you right,
0: know? Right, right,
1: right. Um, so take what you can, you know, and and leave the rest.
0: hmm yeah. And, and I think, too, one thing I know that some firemen might not look at or deeply look at is, okay, so my department, we're six stations working on two more, and 30 minutes, if you go 30 minutes, drive 30 minutes down south, there's a larger department that's at, 42 stations but it's the same it's the same issues same problems but the way i look at it is smaller departments like us me and you we don't we're not fortunate where we can throw 40 to 50 guys on scene within minutes like you have to be able to do your job like to, to to me it's We're, we're not, I don't want to say disadvantaged, but we kind of have the upper hand where you're being a fireman. Like you have to cowboy up sometimes before your next arriving company gets on scene.
1: Absolutely. You know, you, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm an engine company. We don't even have a ladder at my, at my full-time department. And I can guarantee you at some point, I'm going to find myself on a roof. You know, it's just the way it is. And I, I'm going to be searching because that's what i have to do right. you know and we uh, we actually run a rescue truck our engine is a rescue so we've got all the tools on it we have to be in fact we just did um airbag stabilization my last tour day one that was what we trained on um because we have to know how to do all that stuff
0: mm-hmm. yes no awesome awesome uh, one question that we, uh, that I forgot to ask before the little technical difficulties, you said sure. um, when you retire, you'd like to teach at an academy. What mm-hmm. um, exactly would you, like, what subject would you like to teach?
1: So when I went through my academy, um, I guess it was a little bit different than uh, a lot of them, but our instructors kind of taught everything. Mm-hmm. Um so I definitely like to be a skills instructor. Um, and, you know, engine company ops is kind of where my heart's at. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm a water weenie. All right. um,
0: no, no, no <laughs> complaints here. I, I used to ride an engine for 15 years and I switched over to the truck uh, just to do something different. And I have to say uh, the work that's involved, I have a whole new respect for ladder guys, because it's oh, it's absolutely. a different, granted, we're not a true ladder work when we have water, we still have yeah. a little hose, but the functions of a ladder company opened up my eyes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, I I would love to be able at my full-time job to get a ladder and have a dedicated truck crew. That, that would be fantastic. Um, and, you know, I think, and that's one thing that I have to remind myself about, you know, is we're, we're small now, but we're growing mm-hmm. and we're going to keep growing. You know, we're not going to get any smaller. Right. So maybe, you know, down the road, 10, 15 years, we'll have a, quen- and it'll have to be a quint for, you know, our, yes. our purpose, but you right. know, maybe we'll have that in the Bay. Right. And We'll have guys to staff it. So, you know, that, that would be awesome. and that's the other thing I've noticed, um, change is happening Mm -hmm. in the spark service, but change happens slowly. Right. And especially if it's something you're very passionate about, it can seem like nothing's happening, but you have to, you have to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture and know that, you know, stuff, it's not going to happen tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but it will happen, especially if we just keep going that way, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Uh, with with the uh, the topic of you brought up being changed, do you do you, are you seeing a increase of construction in your area? Like, will there ever be a point where maybe these volunteer companies might not be able to remain volunteer anymore?
1: Um, we have some in both my areas. We have industry coming in. We have a lot more um, subdivisions coming in. Um, Now, both my areas were pretty heavily affected by Harvey um, and uh, my full-time job was really affected by Imelda. Um, So there's still a lot of rebuilding from all of that. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I, I, I do see it. Um, I see that we're, we're getting that infrastructure. Um, It's just going to take some time, you
2: know, getting it.
1: Okay. Especially as the bigger cities, you know, like Houston pushes out and Beaumont pushes out, you know, more and more people are going to the rural lifestyle. Um, it, it It's going to grow. It's going to okay. get there eventually.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, I want to make sure I had this right from the beginning. Are you saying Belmont or Beaumont?
1: Beaumont. Beaumont. Um, like, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I want to make sure I got that correct. Um before we go is there anything else you want to let let the listeners know anything out there anything for women firefighters because like I told you before we started this I know just a handful I can count on well, one now hand you know,
1: Now you know me too <laughs> now, I, now I can add you on uh,
0: you know to the finger but uh, like is you know is there anything else you want to you want to put out
1: there Um don't make it a big deal about being a woman firefighter. Like I, I've never looked at myself and been like, oh, I'm a female firefighter, blah, 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 you know. Um, and I it's kind of funny because my last name's man, so I'm always like the man, you okay, know? Okay. <laughs> but um be able to do the job. Be able to prove that you can do the job, you know, because we get a lot of this. Oh yeah. And not a lot of proof Uh um and if you can't do the job if there's something you're struggling with what are you struggling with and how can you fix it have a game plan have a plan of action um know your first do you know um know know your territory know your water supply um i i always had one one big thing I, I always wanted, and this is this is all I've ever wanted somebody to say about me when they talk about me is just to say, "Yeah, she's solid." You know, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. I want to be solid. I want to mm-hmm. be that that fireman where you know, you know that I'm going to be doing my job, so you mm-hmm. can
2: go do yours. Right.
1: Um. For women. Um. Make sure you're getting all your vitamins. Make sure you're eating your protein. Um, You know, make sure you're lifting. Make sure you're doing your cardio. And for everybody, make sure you're stretching. Make sure you're doing that, whatever it is you like to do, uh, any kind of flexibility. You know, make sure you're doing it. Treat yourself like a tactical athlete because you are.
0: That's right. Yes. And I I think a lot of individuals in the fire service don't understand that. Technically, we are tactical athletes. And I've stated this in in a couple other interviews I've had. The only difference is athletes, they know when it's game day, they prepare a day or two before they have training, you know, you can train with pads, you don't train with pads, but with us, our, oh, it's time to go is when those tones go off or when that bell rings and you could be dead asleep, sleeping nice and comfy. And then that bell goes off for a working fire and then your heart rates going up. But I just, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, yes, you are an athlete and you have to be ready to go when that bell rings.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think nutrition should be key for all firefighters, you know, and I love a good firehouse meal as much as the next person, um, but balance that, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: Mm -hmm. that
1: you. If you know, you know, that uh, your captain is cooking dinner and you know he's going to make some sort of delicious gumbo or whatever, and you know you're going to eat it, make sure you're eating healthy breakfast. Make sure you're eating a healthy lunch. Get your protein shakes in, you know, do what you can do um, so that you can enjoy that firehouse meal, but it not be detrimental, you know, to your overall fitness goals. Right,
0: right, yes. Because just because the firehouse meal is good doesn't mean what they're putting in it is good. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you gotta you gotta be able to balance that.
1: Exactly. For
0: sure. For sure. And
1: and don't eat too much because I'm speaking from experience here. You do not <laughs> want to throw, ask. Just yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, limit your portions because yeah, I've I've gotten there where I can say that I have never thrown up on scene, but it's funny because one of the guys we work with you know, he might kind of overindulge every once in a while. And then he's like, Whoa, hope we don't get a call. And I'm like, yeah, hope you don't either. Cause <laughs> that thing's coming up, bud.
1: Yep. Yep. Nope. We, uh, we dropped, we were eating, uh, we were out, actually we were celebrating something. So we had all gone to a restaurant and we were, we were eating uh, uh Mexican food mm-hmm. and sure enough, we got toned for a working structure. And Oh my God, it was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can imagine. Uh, one thing, too, you hit on with and that. And to me, it's not only just female firefighters. Like there are things I know that I'm not good at and like I need to work on it. But just because you may be undersized, short, tall, find a way. Find a find a, a, a way like throwing a ladder, find a way that you can do it that works for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, a textbook way, but as long as you can do it, find a way that works for you is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, don't oh. limit yourself.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it took me a long time to be able to do that. I felt like I was the worst firefighter on the fire ground for a very long time because I thought I had to be perfect, you mm-hmm. know, how, how you're taught. Right. It doesn't matter as long as you're safe. And, but that's why we train, right? So right. we find Ways that work for you because like like me you know I'm 135 pounds and I'm five foot six so what's going to work for my lieutenant who's 230 is not going to work for me mm-hmm. but we still have to do the same thing so I got to figure out a way that I can do it right um, I like forcing doors um, to get that upward torque on your Halligan when you got it in I get underneath it and I squat it up okay so that way, I'm I'm stronger in a squat. Man, I put that underneath me. I squat it up. Door pops.
0: Okay. Awesome, awesome. It's just it's just good to hear, it. and I want others to hear it that. Yes, you don't. Everybody's going to struggle in, in something. No fireman that I know is perfect in every category, but you just got to put in the work to get better at it.
1: Absolutely, and you know it's like, man, I hate heights.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but, you know, I know that that's part of my job and I'm going to end up on a roof at some point. So I got to work with those saws. I got to work with everything to make sure that I'm able to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you know, I got to be able to get that ladder out and throw it. And we've got one of those really high compartments where my ladder's on. So how am I going to get that in my bunker gear when right. I can barely reach it? Right. So, right. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally get it. Like you mentioned the heights thing, that was one of my things. I'm not gonna say I'm 100 percent comfortable, but I look at it a different way. I'm like, okay, this is a job I have to do. I just go ahead and do it. So like when I switched over to the ladder, our 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 current truck, we have a new truck. It's not in service yet, but our current truck, it's a 110 foot platform. So oh. I got in the bucket and I was like, you know what, I'm going up and. <laughs> and you have every and that's that. that's like the bad part your your mind likes to play tricks on you because it's like hey what happens if you fall out and then you just start thinking the worst things and it's like <laughs> just go up there and then just look at your view and it's you know i'm not saying i'm still 100 oh i'm good but i'm a lot better than i was with it before you know like i yeah. I, I get up in there and i go up then all right yeah it's tall it's high okay look around and that's it
1: absolutely absolutely I agree hundred percent you know um I don't know if I'll ever be able to be in a bucket but uh <laughs> maybe I can get up on our roofs and and cut a hole and get it done
0: right? hey ba- baby steps baby steps baby I mean steps. that's what I did like I, I I didn't go like first day All right, I'm going straight up 110 no I went like 50 foot and I looked <laughs> around and I'm like all right next day 60 75 100 110 and it's like okay. Like it's not too bad. It's still like, oh, you know, you're high, but it is what it is. Right.
1: Exactly. So, no, hundred percent agree.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate having you on here, Nicole. It was great conversation. Um, maybe we'll have you back on. We'll check on in a little bit, see how everything's going. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I'm, I'm sure the listeners, and I'm making it a point. I'm sure, hopefully, the female listeners out there can 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 take your advice and hear that just as long as you can do the job, I don't care personally what you are, red, green, male. It doesn't matter. As long as you can do the job, you should be able to fit in wherever you go, but you are going to have those assholes out there that are going to be dicks. I mean, you know, they're they're just, it is what it is. Every, we all know firemen are can be dicks and for sure. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, but, that, that's just the population in general, you know. Anytime you got something that deals with people, you're going to have those outliers that yeah. are just crappy people, right? Um, right. But yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Thank you so much for having me on. You ever find yourself down here in Southeast Texas? Let me know, and uh, I'm sure, we can hook you up with a ride out and all kinds of stuff. Oh We'd sure, love
0: sure. No, no, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll just hold on after after I after I hit uh after we're done recording, and uh, we can talk a little bit more. Sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.